This podcast is brought to you by Ideate and Execute. Do you want to drive innovation in your organization, futurize your enterprise, ideate massively valuable new products, or execute them to market? Then contact us today at ideateandexecute.com and get started. Why listen to the past when you can listen to the future? Welcome to the Think Future Podcast, broadcasting from deep in the heart of Silicon Valley, California. We focus on innovation, startups and the future, not necessarily those and not necessarily in that order. Here's your host. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Think Future Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Kalabukas, and once again, we're coming at you live from deep in the heart of Silicon Valley, California. Now, a couple of things have happened over the last week, which I find very interesting. Actually, one thing has happened over the last week, and one thing's been happening over the last little while, and I'm thinking the juxtaposition of these two trends, I'm finding a little bit interesting. Recently, over the last week or so, Oculus, the VR company, has decided to shut down their demo stations, all, m- most of their demo stations around um, the country. Uh, a lot of these were in Best Buys and other places. So there's a dip in demand for VR. And I can completely understand why there's a dip in demand for VR. VR, if you ask me, is an extremely niche type of thing. It reminds me of a Shark Tank episode that I used to watch. I used to watch Shark Tank. There used to be a Shark Tank episode where there was a gentleman who was pushing a round treadmill for video gaming. He basically stepped into this thing and it was surrounded you and it detected what direction you were walking in and it moved the character in the same direction. So it was like, almost like a like a round, like a th- 360 degree treadmill, and you'd wear VR glasses, you'd have your, your weapon in your hand, and your character would be walking around. It was a really interesting device, but as most of the sharks said, it's a very niche product. Basically, if you think about it at the base level, it's a peripheral. It's a peripheral for a video game, because who else is going to want to spend, and I think it was something like $600, to build this peripheral into video games? And it made me think that VR is kind of in the same space. It's basically a peripheral for content. And the content is not there yet. Like most things, <laughs> like most things, and this is, the, this is the thing that I think some people don't understand, is that, that technology is not there for technology's sake. The content has to drive the technology, which is why when people ask me, because as a, I've been a techie forever, right? So everybody I know asks me for advice when it comes to purchasing computers, right? They say, hey, what kind of computer should I buy? And I go, the first question I ask is, well, what do you want to do with it? What kind of software do you want to write? What kind of software do you want to run on it? What kind of things do you want to do with it? What, what are you going to do with it? What kind of content are you going to look at on it? What kind of content are you going to manipulate on it? So it's all about the software. It's all about what you're going to do with it. And I think when it comes to VR, we still haven't figured out what people are going to do with it. There's no compelling 
killer app software in the VR space is going to want large numbers of people to do it. It's always going to be a niche product. And I think it, personally, I think it's, it's going to be a niche product and it's always going to be a niche product because there's not going to be that many people who will truly want to fully live in a completely digital world until we have that full digital world available in software. Can you imagine? So there are plenty of people now who live in things like World of Warcraft. When there's a fully realized digital world, they spend a lot of their time in this fully re realized digital world. Right now, there is no fully realized VR-based digital world. And since there isn't one, it's not going to draw people into it. There's no world at the same level as something like World of Warcraft in the VR space that will draw people in. If you've read the book Ready Player One, you know what I'm talking about. They basically, he basically talks about a future world called Oasis, which is sort of like an extension of these virtual worlds that we're building, and they're all, they all exist in virtual reality. If something like that existed, where people could connect and communicate, a basically a VR version of World of Warcraft, then maybe VR would take off a bit more, but again, it still would be for a small portion of the population. Now, I've said this before, where we're going is actually augmented reality, or as people like to call it now, mixed reality, where you're taking reality and you're overlaying it over, or you're taking virtual objects and you're overlaying it over our field of vision in the real world. And that's where probably where most things are going to be going. So it's interesting that we're seeing virtual reality on the wane, but we're seeing a ton of new interest in AI and chatbots, especially AI. There's a ton of companies that are typically, you would think, well, why is Ford buying an AI company? Well, of course, they're trying to build autonomous vehicles. And AI has been around for a very long time. Uh, research into AI has been around in, for a very long time. But I think people are sensing, people are feeling now that there's about to be, or there's, we are very close to either some type of breakthrough or at least the ability to put mini AIs into a number of objects. So we are, we're at the point where we had all these, <laughs> they call them smart things, but they're actually dumb. These dumb things that are out there in the, that are just connected to the internet and they don't really have any intelligence other than they can sense and maybe they can do a little bit of affecting, kind of like your Nest thermostat, which can sense the temperature and then can turn up your furnace. But the intelligence behind that is really rudimentary. So I think what's happening now is that a lot of companies are realizing that the next wave, the next curve, I guess you could say, in technology, where we're going next after the smartphone, because the smartphone is petered out. And VR isn't going to, to where it's been. AR is not quite there yet. So the next place that they can really sort of sink their teeth into investment-wise is AI. Make these things smarter. So if that's if you're interested in going into a specific space, that is where to go. And you don't necessarily need to have sort of high-level AI thinking. You don't need to have high-level AI thinking within the group. You just need to figure out how can we apply sort of mid-range 
to low-range AI in order to help improve the customer experience? How can we make things better for the customer? So it's time to sort of say, you know what, let's put the interfaces aside for a second and let's focus on what kind of intelligence can we build into our products and services to help our customers improve their lives? And this is what I was talking about when I talk about sort of denting the universe. Forget about the monetization aspect first. Think about how best to improve people's lives and then look at what kind of AI can we apply. And it doesn't have to be super smart AI. It needs to be some level of AI which will sort of alleviate the burden of doing a lot of these little things for your customers. I read just an article the other day which talked about how, what is it, fully 25%, 25% of the actions a typical CEO does during the day can be handled by robots, can be handled by bots, can be handled by some type of AI. So if that's the case, if 25% of your most senior executive's job can be taken care of by bots, then we have to think about how advanced these bots are getting and what else can be done. And as I've said before, as artificial intelligence gets smarter, as bots get smarter, as they end up doing more, then we might see a reduction in some work for humans because they are going to take on the role of what humans used to do. And in that case, basically, the answer is, is that if this is a job that a bot can do better than a human or as good as a human, then that human should be repurposed to do something else that's better suited for that human. So in the end of it, while VR is interesting, it's probably not as exciting as something like AI. Focus on something like AI over the interfaces because something like AI, if you ask me, definitely will become more of a force in the short term as opposed to those types of interfaces. Anyways, that's it for me for today. See you next time. And until then, don't forget to think future. future.